Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So tackling fear with faith. You know, fear is such a worthless excuse for an emotion, isn't it? I hate fear. I hate fear. Let, let's do an honest opinion this morning. How many of you have ever worried about something? Just be honest. Just raise your hand. I think that should be everybody in the house, right? You've worried about something. Right now, and this is tough. This is sad. This will freak you out. But there's a statistic that says that 18% of adult Americans, this is not including children, adult Americans, 18 or over, 18% of adult Americans struggle with anxiety of some kind. Now, an anxiety disorder is this, where they, <laughs> this, is, this is secular science, but where they say someone who may be a worrier worries like an, an hour or less per day. <laughs> That's too much to be worrying anyway, isn't it? 60 minutes. But some of these folks with anxiety disorders, they obsess and fixate and worry so much, and this is terrible. Only God can heal this and solve this. They worry several hundred minutes a day, like multiple hours of worrying and obsessing and fixating. And maybe some of you have struggled with that. I'm not making fun of that. I'm saying it's terrible. I've worried before. I've had seasons where, man, I've had seasons where I've really struggled with worry. But I want to tackle some issues this morning. And we'll see how God leads us and how we are for time today. And if not, we'll just continue this same message next week. It falls under, you know, fear. I mean, faith, the enemy of fear. But let's really talk about destroying some fear here today. Because fear neutralizes, doesn't it? You ever been afraid of something and you couldn't get anything done? Or fear maybe pushed you in, you gave in to fear and it pushed you into doing the wrong thing because you were afraid. Your timing was off. It's like climbing a tower to go down the zip line, right? You go up the tower, you climb up, and if you don't go take your turn down the zip line, everybody know what I'm talking about? We've done it in Bonita Park. Then you hold up the line. No man is an island. My wife and I were discussing this yesterday. My dad raised us telling us this and preaching it from the pulpit. No person is an island. Your decisions affect other people around you. So make sure that your decisions are good ones. Make sure that you're fighting fear with God's word because your decisions, even the anxiety or heaviness or depression you struggle with or may be struggling with, it affects people around you, doesn't it? Because it affects how you treat people. Sometimes you hold up the line, huh? I think I've held up the line several times in life. I'll never forget, I was youth pastor. It was summer of 2001. We had a kid named Chris. Man, he was the cutest kid. He's gone to be with Jesus now. He had some health concerns, but he went to be with the Lord already. And he, man, he promised to us. He said, Pastor Matt, I'm going to climb the tower and I'm going to go down. And I, I was like, he wasn't a real brave guy. And I couldn't stop him. You know, it was one of those things I, I could have, but I felt like, man, if he's, gonna be, if he's not going to be the cowardly lion today, I'm going to let him climb the tower and go down the zip line. It's about a 60-foot tower. So he climbed it no problem. And guess what? Chris got to the top, and he could not go. He could not go to the point that all the sweet assistants at Bonita Park, all these nice volunteer kids and these interns were like, okay, you're going to have to go. Like, it was 10 minutes up there or more. I was second in line. So I said, Chris, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to climb back down the tower. 
What was he afraid of? Heights. I'm going to fall. I'm, it's, I'm not going to make it. Something's going to happen. You know the only two fears you're born with? Children are only born with two fear, two types of fear, and the rest are learned or transferred or whatever, but fear of falling and fear of loud noises. That's it. All these other fears, fear of peanut butter, fear of people, fear of big mustaches, fear of bald men, I don't know, different fears. I mean, you've learned them. Maybe something happened to you. I don't know. Fear of dogs, right? Whatever. Fear of cats. Some people are afraid of cats. Some people are afraid of animals. Different things like that. We learned all those fears because you were only born with two fears. Fear of falling and fear of loud noises. So this kid, he would not go down the zip line. So you know what I did? The brave and wonderful youth pastor that I was. I said, all right, Chris, you're going to have to climb down. And they were all frustrated and everything because I was already up there with him. And they said, okay, you're going to have to go all the way down. So he started to climb down, and they go, uh, Pastor Matt, are you ready to go? I said, I'm ready to go. I said, everybody, I'm going to show you how easy it is. So my thing was, nobody knew that I was afraid too. But I didn't think about it, Jesse. I didn't think about it, bro. You know what I did? I turned around and jumped off backwards. <laughs> it's like, it, man, if I, if, I, if I have to go to heaven right now, it'll be on a youth trip. And I will go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> but you've got to be able to tackle fear with something. And what you tackle fear with is your faith. Somebody say, my faith. Yeah. You tackle fear with your faith because fear is it's prevalent. It's ever-present. It's around. Even if you resist it. I like what Barry said on Wednesday night. He brought a word on Wednesday night. He said, just because you don't have fear, I'm kind of moving his words around. But he said something like this, just because you don't have fear doesn't mean that there's not fear around. But you can have peace in the midst of fear. You can have peace in the midst of fear. Because many times, situations are covered in anxiety and fear. They're covered in it. You guys ever walked into a situation or an accident happened or maybe your grandma was full of fear, your abuela or your, or your, your papa, your mama, one of the grandparents, maybe they were always full of fear. So you go to their house and you feel afraid and you don't even, man, you were 10 years old and you found yourself worrying about money. You're like, this ain't my worry. Don't you ever... I repeat, as your friend, your brother in the faith, and as your pastor, don't you ever take ownership of your fear. I'm going to take that back. Take your out of there. I'm sorry, Lord, and for, y'all forgive me too. Don't take ownership of fear because it's not yours. You were not born with that fear. So either the devil brought it, or you opened the door to it, or you watched a scared Chucky. I don't know. I was 20-something, and I had cable again. I'll never forget. And then Chucky came on, and it was so stupid that I was fascinated. Like, I went into a trance. I was like, <laughs> a little, little doll at the fair trying to kill people or something. I don't even remember. And I was like, this is terrible. Somebody years ago said, all we have to fear is fear itself. I don't think I'm going to get into all my points this morning. let's jump to point two. Would you skip to point two? I'm going to skip point one right now. We'll come back to this one next week. Let's go to point two. Because I believe, according to scripture, that this is the root of all fear. Right here. 
man, what if we die? What if we die? You know, we, we didn't want mom to go without us. We didn't want her to go on to heaven. But it was amazing seeing the peace of God on her life. We were told by, we were told by nurses and stuff that they dealt with people who weren't right with God, who hadn't forgiven, or were, man, maybe they were just full of the devil, I don't know, but they weren't right with God. And they said it was a living hell watching them prepare for death. Some of them were fill fire, like they were dying and going to hell, and they were full of anger and cussing, and it was terrible. But it was amazing watching my mom and the peace that she had. The peace that she had to go meet Jesus and how she told us the last few days of her life she couldn't talk, but how she said she was ready to go to heaven. She could just say a few words here and there. So my answer to you today is say, man, what if we die? Then you're dead, man, but you accepted Jesus. You're in God's presence. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 5.8. 2 Corinthians 5.8 Yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies for then we will be at home with the Lord. Absent from this body, once you've accepted Jesus, you love God, you're right with God, you'll be present with the Lord. Let's go to Hebrews 2.14. Hebrews 2.14 Because pay close attention to this because God's children are human beings right you and me human beings not human beings when you were kids did you ever say that human beings <laughs> I did because I heard it wrong it's like man he's a human being that's kind of weird you are a human being okay you have existence. God breathed the breath of life into us in the Garden of Eden, and ever since we've had God's breath within us. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could He die, and only by dying could He break the power of the devil who had the power of death. Only by dying could He break the power of death which was held by the devil. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. So I want to ask you something today, and God's been dealing with me about this. I don't have a fear of dying. But it's crazy. Once in a while, you'll, you'll have a fear of something that may be related to that. And you're like, that's not mine. I'm not worried about that. But God has been speaking to me about core fears the last couple months. Core fears. What is your core fear? I say your again. What is the struggle? What is the fear that you've struggled with? What is the core fear that you've struggled with? Is it death? We started there. Is it death? You say, man, I'm afraid to die. Or I'm afraid to catch something. Or man, that mosquito bit me. Man, I may have gotten some. <laughs> You're going to be all right. God's not done with you yet. What if we die? Then you'll go be with Jesus, man. You will be promoted I love it that somebody told me, man, on mom's birthday, they said, man, you, you'll never know, man. This is, the, this is the greatest birthday of her life. She's meeting people who shared a birthday with her in heaven. She's in the presence of Jesus. And man, I've met few people that love Jesus like my mom. So that is our comfort and our faith and our hope. She's in God's presence. So man, what if you die? Well, you've just got to make sure you're right with God. I wasn't going to take it in this direction. But this is so important this morning. You say, man, Pastor Matt, I just, 
I don't know if I'm right with God because I've struggled and I don't spend time with God. I love him. I know who he is. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me. What do you need to do to seek God? What do you need to do to draw closer to God? Don't just put him off till Sunday every week. Don't just put him off till Wednesday. Seek God. Church is good. You should be connected at this church or at your home church. I pray this is your home church. But you need to be right with God. And how do you, how do you get right with God? You confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then you walk according to the word. You say, God, forgive me for my sin. Cleanse me. And you don't practice sin. Now, you're going to sin at times. You're going to make mistakes. But you don't need to fear death. I want to deal with this in here. We of all people should not fear death. They will know us by our love. And they will also see that we have peace that the world cannot give. Because some people are terrified of death. Some people are terrified of life. Some people are just terrified. And God has not called you to be in that position and struggle with fear like that. Okay? So you do not have to fear death. I've got one other point for you, and I want to hit it this morning. And we'll see how we go with it. Let's go to point one that I skipped. If we were doing an order of importance, well, fear of death, that was number one, because I believe that is a core fear for people. What if there's not enough? Or we don't make it. Well, I want to remind you that fear neutralizes. When you're neutralized, you don't go positive or negative. You're stuck. You're just, you're stuck. You're stagnant. You ever seen a lake or a pond with no outlet? Water flows into it and none comes out and it starts to stink, doesn't it? It gets gross. It turns different colors. Different creatures grow in there. The swamp monster lives in there or whatever. Because it has no outlet. It is, it's like a neutral body of water. And it's crazy, though, when you're neutralized, you don't just stay neutral. After a while, you do go negative, don't you? Because there's no outflow. There's no inflow and outflow. There's no refreshing. What if there's not enough or we don't make it? Fear neutralizes, but faith activates. Faith activates. You know how many times I've had to do stuff that I was like, this is too much for me? I felt afraid, so I just did it afraid. See, no, folks didn't even know I was scared of the zip line because I've never gotten up there and pondered it. Never got up there and said, you know what, let me do a journal entry up here. Man, August 17th, the women's retreat's coming up, right? So August 17th, I am much afraid up here. Uh-uh. I never took time to do a journal entry. I didn't even take a deep breath hardly. I, I don't even know if I held my breath. And it's crazy. Now that I've gone on zip lines in different places, I just love it. I don't think about it. I make sure they've secured me. But man, when it's time, they're like, it's a go. Let's go. And you know what we did in Dominican Republic last summer? About a year ago exactly. You're going to love the name of the place that we went to. It's a hidden well. And it's a spring of water. And I kid you not, the name of it is Dudu. <laughs> Look it up. National Geographic's been there, I believe. El Pozo de Dudu. So we dropped and fell deep into Dudu. But it's just the name of the water. It's beautiful, cold, fresh water. And we had to, I watched my wife. We got a video of her. You got to see it sometime. It's like 35 or 40 feet above the water. And Jen holds on to that thing. And they're like, hold on, hold on. And I'll, I'll tell, do they tell us when to, to let go? Ahora. They said it in Spanish or something. Drop. I don't know what they said. But you're supposed to listen to them. Because if you go too far, that thing will swing you. And you'll fall on your back. But all I could think of, I was so excited to do it that I didn't even do it right. 
in hindsight, man, Lord, why, right? God, why me? God's like, not me if you if, right? Because everybody knows God speaks in King James. So, man, I got out there, and they said, they said it. They were specific. They said, go, and we'll tell you when to drop. You drop, and you close your arms. Well, I, I was too excited, or I was trying to find my balance. This is how I find my balance, I guess. I don't know. But I dropped, and my, arm came, my arms came out. And, man, I hit the water so hard and so fast, I think my shoulder still hurts a little bit. I went, you saw it. People were like, you all right? I think the guys on the side, they, were, they weren't even jumping, those Dominican dudes, and they were like watching people fall, and they're all three. <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard. They were raiding them. It made me laugh so hard. But here's my point. Had we been afraid, we would have never enjoyed that moment. We have it forever now. I have a video of my wife dropping down into the well of doo-doo. Write that down. But it's spelled D-U-D-U, I think. So what if there's not enough or we don't make it? What, what if, what if, Pastor Matt, like, man, I'd, what, what if there's not enough money? What if there's, that's a core fear for a lot of people. Finances. Say, man, I, one man of God, I was reading his book, and it, it really liberated me to read that this powerful, moving man of God, he said, I was paralyzed, he said, for most of my life with fear about finances. And he said it was completely irrational. He said, but I was just afraid we just weren't going to have enough money. We were just going to fail and flounder. We just didn't. And then when he began to be a giver, God delivered him. He said, it was, he said of all times, he said, we had dozen campuses, all these multiple churches in 2008. You remember when the recession happened in 08? And he said, we had hundreds of employees that were depending on us for their salaries and on the church for their salaries, and people were losing jobs left and right. And he said, after all these years of giving, he said, it was amazing. He said, I had perfect peace in the midst of the storm because he'd been giving. What if there's not enough? Go to Philippians 4.19. I love this. And this same God who takes care of me, all right, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. You remember this verse, verse in King James? My God shall supply all my need. <laughs> He'll supply all my need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Would you start at the beginning of that verse again? Let's read through it again. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us. In Christ Jesus. Praise God. One other verse, and we'll begin to wrap it up. I went short today because we're going to pray for the kiddos. I think, they're, I think they've already arrived. Luke 6.38, check this out. Brother Tony, you see kids back there? Are there kids in there? Excellent. Look at this verse. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down, shaken together to make what? To make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount what you get back. Praise God. I'd love to dwell on some of this some more. We'll continue next week. We're going to keep tackling fear with our faith. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes right where you are.